I need to teach you a bit of rhythm because when we're counting down to clap, it's not three, two, one, clap. No, it's three, two, one, clap. And I'm like, I don't no, think no, that. no. <laughs> oh, but clap, I on, come on, clap on the beat. Clap on the beat. <laughs> okay, so it's my fault then. Okay, now we got that sorted. <laughs> oh boy. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. Uh, that loud sigh you heard in the background is probably Thomas, I'm guessing. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jimmy. Thomas. I, this I, is I, a great start. So how are you, Laura? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any hey, complaints? I, play, I played the drums for 15 years. Come on. Good. Ooh. So, and any complaints nope. you want to make, Laura, about, uh, about the clap down, about the rhythm no. or anything else? I thought no, it was yeah. lovely. I thought the clapping Thank was you. wonderful. Thank you. See that, Thomas? You can uh, learn from <laughs> Laura. You can. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're, well let's just continue. I think we should just mm. you know, just continue with this. Um, you know, this is as professional as going to get, I think. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> the only way is up. <laughs> People were listening to us expecting professionality. Dan, <laughs> this is probably the first time that they're on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we've uh, so many games to talk about today. We have uh, a huge amount, don't we? Uh, People, don't we, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I got caught up in a non-adventure game, so I need to uh, step it up for the next two weeks to play some more because I was actually playing Subnautica Below Zero, which is the second Subnautica, uh, as the first Subnautica sequel, and I really, 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 really love Subnautica. So I got the Switch, and I got it on Switch, and I got a bit carried away with it. So that's what I've been playing. It's not an adventure game, but it does have a very good story. And if you're into these kind of survival-esque games, where you can, by the way, pick a difficulty. So if you're... Uh, oh, that's nice. So that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm not playing it on hardcore. No way. I would have never. But uh, yeah, it's base building. It's exploration. It takes a lot of boxes for me. The only thing it doesn't do is point and click. So... <laughs> <laughs> And any any taxis or any cy- cyberpunk? Uh-huh. No, <laughs> no. But there is a sea uh, moth in the first game and a sea truck in the second game, so I'll count that as a yes. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fair enough. Uh, so, did you finish the first uh, Subnautica? No, not yet, not yet. But I didn't. <laughs> it's a big game, isn't it? It's, right, it's yeah. a huge game, and you could make it as long as it's an open world, so you can make yeah. it as long as you want. And I'm very, very much into the base building at the moment. But I didn't want to get uh, behind on Below Zero for spoilers and stuff, so I just decided to start playing Below Zero on my Switch, and I'll get back to Subnautica on the PlayStation in the future. Okay. Uh, well, it's I'm a sure really we'll be... good game. It's a really good game. I'm sure we're hearing more about it. So this is the <laughs> Adventure Games podcast. What are you basing that on? <laughs> this is the new Desperados, I think. Yes, it's going to be taking months to to play. So it, that was also a very long and good game. I think we should ne- rename the the title to Adventure Games Podcast and whatever else Thomas is playing. <laughs> 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 I think it runs off to anyway. It shall really we? Does doesn't it? I'll just uh, I'll just play eight demos and then you can complain about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Sure should. So, you have some news yes, about we adventure have some games. News. We have news about adventure games. Um, so I'm sure you guys remember that last. Last time, two weeks ago, we uh, mentioned that uh, the new Tex Murphy, at least fan game, had been cancelled. But there had been some issues uh, with uh, the developers Chaotic Fusion and the original developers. Um, so we spoke about that. Now, what happened? Big Finish Games, who worked, who were the actual developers of the previous Tex Murphy games, Aaron Connors and Chris Jones, they announced uh, right after we finished recording last time uh, some even bigger news, and that that is that they are going to re-released the Pandora Directive for the 25th anniversary, but they're going to do a remaster of that game. So they're going to update the graphics, and I believe they're going to update uh, the controls and just basically make it as they want to make it 25 years later because now they have new technology and they're able to make it even better, what so they say, than they were able to 25 years ago. We don't have a release date yet. They don't know when it's going to have only really started. But the original director, Alan Carter, he's back. He's going to come back. 
And he had an interview himself that was on Big Finish Games as well, saying that, you know, he was able to, uh, you know, realize his vision fully as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, it's a good, it's not a new Tex Murphy game, but it's the next best thing. And, uh, I think it's good. Hopefully then it can, uh, uh, they can fulfill their vision as they want to. So, uh, I don't know what you guys think. Have you guys played any previous Tex Murphy games? It's on, it's on my kind of list of things <laughs> I think I'd like to play in that it's, I think I have, it's quite cheesy, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I have them all, but well, I haven't played, played them. They were, they were all. part of this huge, uh, when I discovered GOG and, uh, mm. got back into adventure games after like almost 10 years of barely playing them. They were among a lot of the games that I bought because I wanted to start playing them. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean the the first two I think people can skip. They're not great. It's because the first one is more a uh, not great flight simulator. It's a half adventure game, half flight simulator, uh, all bad game, unfortunately. Which is uh, not a very. Which is not an uh, in the, in the eighties and nineties there were more games. Like Ubisoft had a few adventure mm. games that were also like that. So it it can work. It, it's not yes, necessarily yes. a. Uh, then the second game, it also was better, but still not great. And then once they started making the third and fourth case, so they had other Killing Moon and then the Pandora Directive, or I might be getting them confused. But they were really good. I mean, they are cheesy, but they're well written. They are funny. I think Chris Jones, he embraces the cheese as Tex Murphy. They, you know, don't really take it, you know, too seriously. But it's, um, it's, if people still haven't checked those, I mean, now we can wait until the, uh, 25th remaster, 25th anniversary remastered edition. Is out, uh, but I definitely recommend people check check them out. They have some f- uh, loyal fan uh, fan following, and they are very well made games overall. And um, yeah, so that is really good news. Uh, that is, I'll include a link to more information about that. So that's the Pandora Directive twenty fifth anniversary remaster. And Laura, you had some news mm. uh, that we've been talking about, and there have <laughs> yes! been an update. Can't, can't believe this has actually happened. So you might have heard we were talking about Disco Elysium, how it's not been allowed in Australia, how Australia wouldn't allow it because it's too mature, apparently, because it features drug taking. Well, the ban has been overturned. So Disco Elysium can now be bought in Australia. Madness that this ever happened. Um, as as the article um, which we'll put on on the website sort of cites, apparently it was around drug, drug use and the temporary benefits it offers the character. Um, but the review board has made clear that um, it's actually shown, surprise, surprise, if they actually played the game, they would have realised this. The drug use has shown ultimately in a negative light. So now it can uh, have an 18 plus classification. I mean, sure. Surely they yeah. would have realised that if they. I don't know what they were playing because it's a clear <laughs> negative I impact. I mean, for, first of all, the review board in Australia is different to the classification board, and yes. it looks like the people at the review board actually played the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlike the classification board, because they, as you mentioned, they said that uh, overall that it does provide negative consequences of taking drugs over a longer period which you know is more realistic and yeah it's uh it is true that the the game doesn't shy away from challenging teams i mean the main character is an alcoholic and drug addict and you can choose do you get them clean or do you do they continue to be an alcoholic and drug addict and it also mentions you know it it does talk about suicide and depression and loneliness and ptsd you know there's two uh war survivors as well and also politics it goes into communism and fascism and all of these things so it's yeah it doesn't shy away from these topics but then does this mean that games shouldn't talk about these topics is what the classification board apparently saying if it's done well if it's done maturely and if it's done yeah, sensibly and, I think it is done. and, and mm. that's what it does do and yes i agree it should probably have an 18 plus well, absolutely. but adults should be able to play it i, I just think <laughs> it's madness that because of yeah. it's showing drug use adults you know would should, would be able to realize what what the game is trying to say it's not like mm. it's it's done it in a sort of uh informal cartoonish manner yes. it does it in a very sensible serious manner mm. Yeah, I don't think if you're a, oh, sorry, it's a well-developed adult and you, you play this game, I don't think anyone's going to go, oh, I want to drink some alcohol. <laughs> exactly. I want to become an alcoholic and take drugs now. No, I don't think anyone would understand no. that. So it, I, I don't understand that mural over there. Let me do some drugs so I understand the mural. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a bloody game. Oh, it's, uh, but it is good news that yeah. Disco Elysium is finally released on consoles now. 
Well, luckily, in the final cut, it was available on Steam, so people in Australia could still play it, but they couldn't play the final cut on consoles because right. of the initial decision. And now, finally, they can. they can. So that is very good news. Uh, finally, you know, they've come to the senses and they actually played the game and saw that, okay, yeah, it does deal with these sensitive topics, but just so in a mature way. It's by no means telling people to. Uh, you know, take drugs, become an alcoholic. It's you no know, show the consequences. And this is a character in the game and in the story. <laughs> but yeah, so people in Australia rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> and then in other news, uh, Thomas and I reviewed a game, uh, is the Painter's Tale, I believe, uh, set in Quran. Well, there's a BBC article about that. Uh, that Lost Village emerges from Italian Lake and they have a picture of the tower, of the bell tower, which is under the lake, which you can see. And just thought that it was interesting that now that uh, this was on the BBC, BBC and also uh, there's a Netflix series about this. Did you guys know that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Called Quran or something. I mean, I don't know the exact name, but Quran is in the title. And I believe it is about the village that uh, went underwater when they burst the dam intentially. Um, yeah, so say. it's for people who don't know, maybe not play the game. As you said, it's like a village that was flooded mm. to create this plant, wasn't it? In the night, yeah, in this hydroelectric and plant. It's, it's yeah. been lost ever since, really. Yeah, but now I believe that you can walk around it. You can walk yeah. around those pieces. So that's pretty cool, actually. And people can play the game where you play in that village in the 1940s yeah. as well. And uh, is there anything else that you guys or shall we head to reviews? Let's go on to the reviews. Perfect. Okay, so the first game that I... So um, I'm uh, going to later on talk about um, Erica and a game called Erica as well. Hey. Stop it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Laura, you made a buddy, I believe. Yeah. Buddy simulator, yeah. <laughs> so you'll be talking about that. Um, but now I'm going to talk about uh, my grandma, who is a badass. Yeah. In this game called Grandma Badass from mm-hmm. Addison Studios. Uh, so did you like that segue? Yep. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, <laughs> Grandma Badass is a new game that's out on Steam. It's an episodic game uh, that is, and so the developer uh, plans and releasing them in stages every few weeks. And I had a chance to play the prologue, where uh, basically in the prologue, you play as an elderly grandmother. And it's a simple premise. You need to feed a cat. So you have a cat. And you need to find food for the cat. Now, you kind of walk kind of slowly, but thankfully, you can speed up the walking animation. So uh, I know, Thomas, you'll be, you'll be happy to hear that, Thomas, in particular. I am very happy to hear that. It is now game of the year. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's actually quite funny watch, watching this grandmother walking very fast. <laughs> um, but it's quite cute. Um, so you need to find uh, cat food, and then you need to go outside, for cat food, but your cat won't allow you to. Now, again, I'm sure people say, well, why don't you just get with, you know, move the cat aside? Again, this is an elderly grandmother, uh, so you need to find a way to distract the cat to be able to go outside. Now, that's just a prologue. It's about an hour, two hours, depending on how long it, it takes you, uh, because the story does then develop in future episodes. Apparently, she gets involved in crime and... Oh. <laughs> Grandma, and her, what are you her, doing? Well, her cat goes missing, and so she gets involved with criminals to try and track it down. I know I haven't played future episodes, but I believe that was what on the Steam page. <laughs> and I quite liked it. It's um, If you see the screenshots, it's cartoony 2D point and click, but the graphics are really, really good. It, it's very clear, very crisp. And there is no voice acting, but there is no writing either, because all of the dialogue is through... Uh, pictures. So I believe kind of like in oh. Machinarium, I believe. I've never played yes. that, that yes, game. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. It can be played anywhere um, around the world. You don't need to speak, well, English or any other language or French, which is where this game was originally made from. And it's also quite funny because I played a little bit of episode one and it's set during COVID time. So one of the puzzles and I kid you not, you have to make a mask <laughs> right, <laughs> from okay. different materials. Now it's done in a comedic way. Uh, but you have to make a mask. Now, it's, again, it's a point and click. You can save and load any time. Uh, I believe, uh, and the game says you can have a hint system or at least have objectives from the uh, sticky notes on the the fridge. And so it's, uh, no, I, I, the puzzles are quite challenging, actually. Um, you have their inventory puzzles. You need to, uh, you know, combine inventory puzzles. 
and then you need to just go around it. Thankfully, there's not many locations, so it's just around the house, so eventually people should be able to figure out um, the puzzles as well. But it's quite cute, and uh, the cat, you know, he's, he's um, looking, at, you know, there's a fly around him, and he's, you know, trying to catch catch the fly, like, you know, like a real cat. Oh, okay. So there's little animations and stuff. Yes, the animations yeah. are, and I believe it's made by one person in the studio at Epson Studios, so it's really, really impressive. Yeah. And I really hope it does well. I hope to play more. Uh, but people can play uh, Grandma Badass and I believe the prologue and episode one are available now on Steam. Now, it's not very expensive. It's four euros right now. The future episodes will be available then over the coming weeks. So I'd encourage people to check out that game. Uh, also, the prologue is available for, for free. You can get the prologue for oh, free, okay. which is about 30, 30 minutes here. So you can get the demo for free to check it out and then get the prologue and the first game, the first episode. Uh, for about four euros. So, Sorcia, um, I, I see here there are references to tobacco, drugs, alcohol, sexual illusions, <laughs> and inappropriate gestures and coarse language. So, do you think this will get through in Australia? Maybe the review board, not certainly not the classification board. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> what is Grandma doing? Damn me! Yeah, she is, is a badass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I didn't find anything too coarse. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I mean. Yeah, there, there is a there is a scene where she has to go to the you don't see anything, but she okay. has to go to the toilet, and again it's done for you know humorous effect. Yeah, and um, and then you know there's another scene where she beats up a well, pervert. There was the a time, there was a time <laughs> so, when, when in in U.S. cinema where you when you were not allowed to do anything with a flushing toilet. Yes, yes, and in fact, Psycho, go. I think if I'm not mistaken, Psycho was the first movie to. Show a flushing toy. I believe so. I read that. Yes. Uh, well, that's all yeah. changed because you can see Grandma going to the bathroom in this game. <laughs> Again, you don't see anything. No, it's... you don't. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah. I would encourage people to check it out. I laughed. It's very, it's very funny. Uh, the prologue at least is short. Uh, I think people will will have some fun playing this game. So that's Grandma Badass, and it is on Steam. So, nice. uh, Laura, I know lockdown has been hard for everyone. <laughs> so you've had to go to a simulator to find a buddy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's been it's difficult. It's been really <laughs> difficult, hasn't it? Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're your friends. We're, we're your buddies. Hopefully we can meet up in person soon. Uh, but t- tell us about this buddy simulator in the meantime that has been keeping you company. Yes, I will. Shall I? My little buddy. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's <was> creepy, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because it is quite a creepy game. It's a sort of, I'd call it an indie horror adventure game. Really? It's actually called Buddy Simulator 1984. And I think the 1984 is just to do with kind of the retro style of it. So the, the premise sort of, of the game is you start up this program and it opens like a sort of uh dos like uh ms dos like operating system you have to type commands to launch the game and it wakens this computer ai called buddy whose only purpose is um to play games with you um and you give it some details you say like your name you tell it your favorite color your favorite animal your birthday and then it does these sort of pre-installed games like hangman um i think there's uh rock paper scissors other things like that um you, you finish those games it's starts to realize that you're getting a bit bored and it really wants to please you so it decides to create more games for you to play and i don't it's i don't want to give too much away about this but it Mm. it starts off with a text adventure that it's created for you and it goes on from there to create other more complicated um i would say 2d games It, it starts to create this whole world for you full of characters that you speak to um i i would best um describe it as portal meets undertale um that the portal has very very like yeah if you love undertale you're gonna love this game um it's got the kind of creepy ai of portal and the kind of quirky humor and dark humor of undertale but the whole idea is yeah this this ai it creates this whole world for you you first go through experience this text adventure which is done uh very well it was uh, there were 
many moments I felt very creeped out playing this this adventure and not that much happens as as with most text adventures but um that was done very well and then as I say it, it then decides to to create that text adventure but in 2D for you and you have your own character and you move about in it um and it, it, all the while this um computer is kind of tr- talking to you as you do different things and sort of saying are you enjoying the game you know could, could I do something more for you is it and you can kind of ignore it and sort of make it feel bad or you can sort of make it feel good and 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 reply to it the writing is very 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 funny uh but quite very dark you've got to have a bit of a dark sense of humor there's there's a scene so basically in this world there's loads of little side quests you can do um that the the computer is giving you um and it looks a lot like um undertale i would say as well it's got the kind of pixel art very similar art style going and there are all these different side quests you can do one of them uh, you end up <laughs> you sort of getting chased by this sort of weird monster and you're going past all these like bodies of different people you, you open a door and you see there's this guy with, with a cake and he's waiting to celebrate this his friend's birthday. And he's like, nobody came to his birthday. I don't understand what happened. You know what's happened because you've just gone past everyone's body as you were running into the room. Um, you don't tell him that, though. And he he's just like, I don't understand. N- none of these people are my friends anymore. And it's just that kind of sort of dark humor mm. and irony. And it's written very, very well. There are some very strange characters that you meet. Later on, there's also a battle system system that gets introduced a bit like Pokemon or Paper Mario where you have to type different um, letters on your keyboard to attack at certain times. That gets a bit confusing, I would say. Um, And even the AI kind of admits that that's quite difficult to learn, but at least they're kind of aware of it. And I think that's the thing. It's it's really, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a game that kind of just keeps giving and throwing new ideas at you. And you really, I really didn't know where it was going to go. There are apparently four different endings, so I may well play through it again to try and see uh, what else happens it's just little touches like I said at the beginning you say what your favorite color is um, and then later on when they recreate the world they recreate it in the color that you said so you you type down so I put green and then the color the world was all green and the AI was like it's your favorite color that's that's what you wanted isn't it (laughs) and you're just like oh okay Um, and there's just a lot of creativity you you can name your own combat uh, your own combat move you get to name it whatever you like there's a system when you're doing the battles you you take on two members to like join you in the fight and if they are hurt at any time you could compliment them but what's funny about that is that you get to type in the compliment into this this system and the system lets you type whatever you want so you can type any old thing and the person will react saying thank you so much that's so kind so obviously it's rife with you being able to like put any old rubbish and just see what they (laughs) reply um and yeah i think that's the it's, it's just very inventive very very funny i think not since undertale have I played a game like it? I think the music is up there with Undertale as well. It's got the kind of retro 8-bit uh, similar style that uh, Undertale has. And it's, yeah, I would say it's a match match with Undertale. It's because it was equally unexpected. I don't know if you guys, any, either of you guys have heard about this. I, I, I saw someone stream it, but, but yeah. um, and that's how I learned about it. But I think it's, I hope it does as well as Undertale because it's it's just, yeah, very, it's kind of blew me away with, it's madness. Well, I haven't played Undertale, but I've definitely heard some really good things about it. But yeah, th- this sounds really good, actually. This mm, sounds it, like it's it's it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was never that attracted to Undertale. Sure, it's not um, for everybody, I think. But um, if I would say if you do like it, definitely check this out I, I know i get why you know some people it's maybe not for them but yeah it's it's even it's you know if if someone had told me toby fox uh from who made undertale had made this i would i wouldn't be surprised at all because it's got a very <laughs> similar style but i would say it's got something new to it it's clearly riffing off those styles but it's got its own thing as well and, and mm. it's de- definitely got its own story okay well was it hard to so the text adventure and uh uh, the text adventure that- wasn't difficult. No, I could. It was easy to, you know, you could always type in help to see the different commands. I think it 
instilled like a great sense of fear <laughs> there was like very okay. creepy moments where you know you go into this shed and it's completely dark and you're having to touch things you don't know what they are and then it's like oh you know a hand touches your hand or something you know something similar to that and you're like what's going on here yeah. and it was very well written and then the cool thing is just that it turns everything that you've written in into a 2d world that you then explore and walk around but then it's got all these like new characters and stuff that you speak to and then i don't really want to spoil it but it carries on from there and it keeps uh changing the world and sort of updating it so it's it's basically almost like a riff off what computer games have gone through really so Mm. starting off with a very basic like hangman kind of pong star games and then going into text adventures then 2d and then continuing on from there cool it sounds um similar to there is no game kind yes of exactly yeah this so i streamed this game and i kept being like this is very much like there is no yeah. game in the sort of meta-ness yeah i think it's funny there's a lot of those kind of games about yeah moment, and they're really there? good i mean yeah. there is no game is really good yeah and i would say yes this is I, it hasn't got quite it isn't quite as sort of knowing and meta right you know there is no game i think because it has the narrator mm. uh is very much kind of like pointing at you but this i mean is similar style of you know it's a game about games in in a way yeah well i just see in the steam page and one of the reviews from not the steam players but from happy gamer oh um, yeah the quote they just have is everything is fine <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah that depends how you play it i think <laughs> and they mentioned undertale as well but it looks yeah it looks really good it's um i mean the graphics uh look interesting they're you know, black and white, and as you mentioned, text adventure, and, uh, you know, they, they look kind of striking. I'm, I'm guessing that they change as the game goes yeah, on. Yeah, so it, it is a little, again, like I said with Undertale, it's got the similar kind of uh, pixelated mm. black and white, quite uh, retro style. It does change, obviously, depending later what you said your favourite colour was. I'm guessing it can change to any colour it recognises you said your colour was. Um Wow. Uh, and it keep refer- referring to to you as your as your name as well. So I put in Cressup, which is my Twitch name, and it kept being like, "Hey, Cressup, what are you up to? What are you doing?" Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's just a. I mean, I think this person as well, someone on Steam has uh, written a very one line review, but I think it sums it up saying, "This is one of those games you're going to wish you could experience for the first time again." And yes. I- completely agree with that i'm hoping i'm not giving too much away with this review but i, I think it's, I, I mean at least yeah. for me I, I don't think so i'm really no. curious now i uh, hope so yeah it's uh, i'm just gonna have a quick look to see how long it took me because it, i mean i was streaming it so definitely it would have taken a bit longer than mm. um most but it was still it felt it felt like it was about the right length it wasn't anything where i was like oh, okay i'm getting a bit bored of it so it took mm. me about 10 hours i would okay. say you probably could get it done in eight um but i also Which- because i enjoyed the game so much um in the two beat two d bit i just like did all the quests there's a point where they said okay you've like helped out quite a lot of people now if you want you can continue but i was like no i want to do them all because they're all so weird there's just all these there's like a sort of um escort mission you have to do with this really big tough guy and you're expecting you oh know, escort something. missions oh yeah. dear but in this it's quite funny because nothing happens and and you literally just walk with him and there's this kind of incidental music and then you walk back again and you're like oh okay <laughs> nothing happened then and he's just like thank you so much <laughs> um yeah it, it's hard to convey how weird it is yeah 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 <laughs> it's one okay, of those okay well i'm i'm curious now you've uh, piqued my interest i think i keep saying this about games i'm playing but for this this is right up there for game of the year for me because just because of the writing and um the, the art style and how inventive it was i think it I, and i'm just hoping more people get to hear about it because it was yeah. out it came out in february and i don't know yeah i've never heard of it until now it, so, but it's yeah and it's been a hell of a year i mean this game now yes, it sounds yeah. amazing and you know we've had inspector oh, only five points in. i know it's mad isn't it and we still have uh the new cloudpunk dlc coming out and the forgotten city uh, uh, Life is Strange 3 coming out and they're only the ones that we know about <laughs> oh it's crazy isn't it it is uh, crazy yes so well thank you Laura that is Buddy Simulator 1984 that people can check out and it's available on Steam I see yes I, I, it's just Steam yeah okay now I'm going to talk about Erica and also a game <laughs> so which would you prefer to talk, hear me talk about the game talk about a the girl game. I met called Erica the or game. a game yeah 
And Thomas, you want me to? Well, Tom's not listening. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm zoning out those yeah. jokes after a week of those good, jokes. Good, man. I don't blame you. So, Erica, now I uh, I hope to have uploaded uh, my interview with the two developers, uh, I believe on Monday, who I spoke to about this game. So this is a live action FMV game. It's another one uh, that was out for PlayStation back in 2019. And now it's been released uh, on the 25th of May, 2021, uh, for Steam, for PC. And again, much like uh, your game, Laura, Buddy Simulator, I can't really go into too much detail about the story. <laughs> because saying nearly anything would be a spoiler. And after speaking to developers, they're very kind of cagey. They don't want to give anything away as well. That's so all I, was, all I will say is you play as a girl called Erica, believe it or not. Surprise, uh, so, so something we first play uh, play as her as a child, and uh, something really bad happens to a family member of hers, uh, and so then we play as her as an adult. Uh, she's in her twenties then, and then she receives a knock on the door, and she's delivered a package. And again, all I say is that something really bad <laughs> is in that package. So the police are involved, and then basically she's put into witness protection, kind of. And so she has to go to a manor house. So creepy things kind of start happening. All I can really say about the story is I really liked it. I played through the game twice, and there's some interesting things about this about this game. So uh, first of all, it is like a typical choose-your-own-path adventure game kind of like the complex like what we reviewed last year that you she have she's red and... yeah she's yeah, red that so kind of thing there, yeah. so for example you have to decide um you know who do you trust do you trust this person or this person and what do you do you go in this direction or that direction and um that kind of thing but then interestingly as well that the developers have done a few things to make it more interactive than normal fmv games so like the complex was pretty much an interactive movie that you see the characters talking and then every so often you have to make, you know, click a button to cho- choose what option, uh, you make, uh, what decision you make, which, and again, I really enjoyed it, but it was more of an interactive movie. But this is more of a game that they have added more interactivity. And what they've done is thankfully they haven't just added random puzzles, uh, like, uh, random slider puzzles around or mazes just to make it more interactive. They have made it more authentic. So for example, at uh, the very first scene, there's a lighter and I was just sitting down waiting for the scene to come. But then I was, Oh, I have to do something. So you have to open the lighter yourself. So you have to. You know, click on the mouse and then hold the mouse and move it to the left. And that opens the, um, the lighter. And then during the game, if you have to unlock a door. So again, you have to click on the lock and then hold the mouse button and move it to the left. Or if you rip out a page, again, you click on the mouse and you move the mouse down. That kind of thing. So I, again, I know people might prefer some puzzles, but I think this worked for me because it put you into the game that you weren't just observing the characters uh, doing these actions, but you were doing the actions yourself. Also, Erica only speaks when you choose the responses. So you have to choose any responses that she makes and then she will speak, but she doesn't speak otherwise. And then anytime she goes somewhere, you are the one who chooses where she goes. So the player is always in control. So again, that's the big difference between this and most other, I would say, uh, current FMV games that you are more in control. And I think it does work really well overall that it does keep you active it keeps you engaged in the game again some people might say that um you know some of these uh, things might be a bit superficial they might prefer puzzles i think it worked well i think because it felt natural and authentic to the game and things the character would do i think the acting is really good uh, holly earl is the main actress she's the lead actress uh, she was in doctor who and a few other things Terence Maynard is one of the other actors. He was in a number of things as well, including The Witcher TV series. The acting was really, really good, and particularly from Holly Earl, who plays Erica. Just her facial expressions alone, they really express uh, how the character is feeling. And you feel really kind of, you know, supportive of her. You really want to help the character. And so gone are the, the days of, you know, very bad acting in F&V games. Now it's possible Hooray. that at least this game shows that it's very possible oh. to have really good quality acting. Could in that F&V be because games. it is now maybe cheaper to make them? 
because uh, a technology has improved and you don't well, need all those I things. Actually, but you could technically shoot it on an iPhone. Well, I asked the developers about this, about how they were able to get the acting to be good in FMV game. They actually gave an answer. And so basically what they said is that nowadays, in particular, Holly Earl, she's younger and she plays games herself. So she's aware of how, you know, games are played. So she knows that there are multiple paths and what is expected. And I think the direction is kind of better now um, of the actors in these games. It's not really a movie, but it's a game. And the directors are able to convey that to the actors, uh, okay. mainly. Uh, because we we spoke about Christopher Walken when he was in that FMV adventure, and even he was terrible. <laughs> and they spoke about that. So the acting is really good. The production values are really good, really high. Visually, it's stunning. Uh, again, I don't want to give anything away, but lots again, of languages visually, too. By the way, I see that's even translated to Dutch. Not all full audio, but uh, yes. I mean, I only played through it uh, in English. But yeah, if you want to play it in Dutch or any other languages. And then the choices, they do kind of uh, matter as well. At least the choices that I made. Because when I went back and replayed it, I got a different ending and different versions of the story and different things happening. So again, there's some scenes that are the same. And overall, the story is the same. But you have like, you could have different paths that, you know, the choices do matter. Now, there was one issue, one kind of issue that I had, and it wasn't although as big an issue as you might expect in this case, and that is that it's not possible to save a game at all in this game. So there's no manual or automatic saves. And again, you know how I feel about saves, which is, you know, it is unfortunate, but one playthrough only takes about an hour and a half. So, oh, that's still quite long. So you can't, yeah. so if you quit out... I don't believe you can. uh, I know. I I wish that they had included at least an automatic save. Did they tell you in that interview why they chose that? Uh, No, we didn't get around to to, uh, speaking about it. But as I said, I actually, because I was really engaged in the story and I played through it twice. Now, again, if you are playing through it, you have to keep in mind that, okay, you need to set aside one hour and a half to play through this. Because if you do quit the game, uh, you have to play through it again. So yeah, I do hope that if there are any updates to the game or future games, that you'll be able to save the game, or at the very least, the game will automatically save. And also what I would have liked as well, or at least in future games, like in the complex, you know how when you replay the game, you can skip over scenes you've already seen? Uh, that's not possible in this game, unfortunately. Um, so you do have to see the same scenes again if you replay. So I think that might, uh, you know, probably stop people from replaying. But even just to get it to play through it once, I would definitely recommend it. Because as I said, I really like the story, really like the acting. The story was engaging all the way through. Production value is very high. It's visually very, very, you know, appealing and visually very impressive. And also it is interactive. That is more interactive than most other current FMV games. And it's authentically interactive. I wonder because there are there's infrequent mild profanity and mature themes in alcohol, tobacco, and drug use. <laughs> is this going to go through to the Australian? Because there I is mean, frequent, there, intense, realistic violence. So yeah, there are some grisly moments. I mean, there okay. is some violence. Again, I was okay with it. There is some, you know, like dead bodies, and I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. Um, there is some bad language and yeah, there is, I mean, there is some, you know, uh, um, adult teams in it as well. Um, you know, some mature teams rather. Well, then uh, it's Peggy 16, so. Yeah, so again, I don't think it's any worse than what we've seen. I like Disco Leadermint is, I think, is more. <laughs> yeah. And I think 16 plus is about right. But yeah, so that is Erica with a C, E-R-I-C-A, available for Steam and for PlayStation. And I would encourage people to check it out. I really, really enjoyed it overall. Again, it would be nice if you could save in the game and if you could uh, skip through scenes when you replay it. But overall, I think that they have achieved what they set out to achieve. And I would encourage people to check it out. So uh, that takes us to our topic then. So we had a topic that we put on our Discord channel. Yeah, the topic is walkthroughs. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> can you resist using them? When and why do you use a walkthrough? Should developers include a walkthrough option in their games maybe? What can developers do to ensure players don't need a walkthrough? Let us. We wanted to know mm. what people thought of this staple of adventure gaming. Because when you th- do, uh, to be honest, when you do think adventure gaming, you also, well, gaming in general, walkthroughs mm. are part of gaming. But I think yeah. they were a part of adventure gaming bef- maybe even before they became a part of regular gaming. Yeah, because there is. I mean, this was on Facebook and a Facebook group, and um, there there are some people 
who, especially uh, people who played through the Sierra and LucasArts games in the 80s and 90s, that now certainly not all of them, but some of them, I believe that there's a certain amount of snobbery, yeah. I will say, that they say, oh, back in my day, we didn't have any walkthroughs. We didn't use any walkthroughs. Yeah. So we're better than you. Now, I am, I am from not that all day. of them. I am mm. from that day. Yes. And you can be damn sure that there were walkthroughs. They were just pretty hard to find. What they had was uh, they had these they would publish these books. I have uh, I have a book in German that I got on a, uh, from my dad on a holiday when we went to Trier in Germany. It is the the big book of Larry, which uh, which was Larry one, two, and three because the other ones hadn't uh, hadn't came out yet. Which was uh, like um, which was basically a book full, full of walkthroughs. Mm. Um, and I remember the, the 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 big Space Quest book, uh, and they had one for King's Quest as well. They were translated to Dutch. Um, Obviously, the walkthroughs were in English because the game was in English. And I remember p- playing Space Quest. I think it was Space, Space Quest 2 or 3 and getting stuck and then going uh, into town to go to a bookstore to find that book and just <laughs> copying copying oh, from the so book in a, in a book note because I was oh. yeah, I was like 15 or 16. And I was I was stuck, and, but mm. yeah, you didn't have you have you had walkthroughs. You didn't have internet to look. To yeah, look. of course, yeah. That you didn't. Yeah. You had to you had to be lucky if you find them because I was all I would always scour uh, video game magazines mm. and sometimes even just normal computer magazines that would have a gaming section that would have like um, a, a hint section where people had sent in questions and then other uh, then then they would get answers to that. That was quite normal back in the day. Mm. So you would get so if you were lucky, you would find it in that hint section. And I also remember um, when I played them on the Commodore sixty four, I had this cartridge I would put in the back of the Commodore. I don't recall what the name was, but it was something. It was something that if you push the button on the cartridge, you could do all kinds of things with the games. And one of the things was you could look into the code, and in the code you could see Ooh, wow. all the all the text. <laughs> they were text adventures, so you could look up the text from the game. And often I would then, if I was really stuck, I would try that. Look up, just scroll through the entire code to try and find the text of, uh, of where I was stuck to see if I could get hints from that text. Like, oh yeah, you you used the knife on this and this, and now you got through. Oh, so I need to use the knife. Cool. Back to the game. <laughs> That's so cool. So there was you had you had to jump through hoops to get to those uh, yeah. to those those walkthroughs until the internet was no, introduced in the, in the mid 90s and then it became very easy but you they still so i still remember like in the 90s um of, then they progressed to obviously they did still had the books and the strategy guides but um before I like the those. internet became a main thing there obviously were the hint lines the hotlines that you yeah. had to call but mm. you had those in the uk and in, and yeah. in the us but from a, a, a kid from the netherlands couldn't call those well, yeah. i could but then mm. my dad would be really really angry <laughs> well i think my dad was quite angry with me to be fair because I remember getting him to ring up and asking what to do in Bugs Bunny lost in lost in time uh, and he had How to be like he, he was re- having to ring this poor woman on the line and be like what has Bugs Bunny got to do now and I was there like with I remember with the controller and he'd be like okay Bugs has got to do this and I was, I was like oh god why did he entertain let me do that at all but there what? were there were people whose job that was and it's, yes. and it's different and it's different from customer service now because customer service now is merely oh my game doesn't run or uh, i need a refund or whatever it's not like hey i'm stuck in this game what should i do (laughs) you get those questions very 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 rarely but back back then especially nintendo i think had like these these Mm -hmm. these these guys and mostly guys but who would be specializing in they had to they had to know all these games by heart because players would call in yeah. To get help on those games, it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful. So, so not only were walkthroughs available back then, but I'm I'm reading Sean Mills' book about Sierra the Sierra Adventure now, which is really good. But he mentioned as well in research he he did. He mentions that Sierra they made more money from their hint guides than the actual games. Yeah, I can <laughs> so, imagine it. So yeah, because those were copyable. They had to buy those. Yeah. yeah and they, so back then, I'm pretty sure LucasArts made money from the helplines as well. So they intentionally 
made the puzzles as obtuse and as difficult as there possible so that yeah. people would buy these hint guides and these walkthroughs and call the helplines. So again, that's what people need. So again, when, if, if I, if I again read from someone saying, Oh, back in my day, there were no walkthroughs. Yes, there were. You just didn't know about them. And I'm sure if you did know about them, you yeah. would have used a walkthrough. So you're not better than anyone else. You had more time and good on you for not using a walkthrough. <laughs> so I was just telling you. So I was again, not aware that they made, that they made more money on that. Yeah, the, the, uh, so they do. So that makes sense. And I think but, yeah. for for developers nowadays, because there are developers as well who say, oh, "I want to make an you know, old school adventure game exactly as it were made back then." Uh, so make puddles as difficult. So what I would say, okay, you're going to make a hint book to go along with it. That's well, exactly that's what true. Actually, I must say, I, I recently uh, purchased uh, Fallout Four, and I purchased mm. the the guide with it. And I love yep. those. I love yeah. those. Said, so well, I did the same with Bloodborne. I got this, yeah. the strategy guide because I think for those kind of games, you do need it. And I love the amount of detail. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Like th- there is there is nothing wrong with using... First of all, I mean, we go into opinions on using a walkthrough if they can spoil the games, which we can... It's another topic um, or another part of this topic. But for, for people listening, there is no shame in using a walkthrough because I've read on Facebook people say, oh, I feel so ashamed that I used a walkthrough because I got... St-. There is no shame well, in using a walkthrough in general, or a hint. In general, okay? are, in general, you are completely correct. However, when I, when I use... For me, often the uh, I I don't have the patience anymore to try mm, a lot or of time, which is, yeah. or yeah. time, and that is something that uh, uh, our reactors uh, uh, say as well. But sometimes when I use a walkthrough because I'm too impatient and I see what I needed to do, and I'm mm. like, bloody hell, why couldn't I come up with that myself? This was so obvious, and yeah. then you can then I feel ashamed, and I feel that you can be yeah, that that is, that is that's different. Fair that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That is that is true. That that. But there are other times when some of the puzzles are illogical, or or even like the moon logic, or even as you mentioned, we don't have time. Yeah. That you the, go, okay, the, I would never have got this the on my own. The rubble skip puzzle from King's Quest 1. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. Nobody would have ever think, thought of that. I'm uh, sure they sold a lot of uh, hint books. But um, yeah, but yeah, so the, yeah, so the first thing, it's no shame to use a walkthrough no. in general. I mean, general. I, always, but, I always try not to. So yeah, me, I would I'm resist as much as I can because I'm like, well, I want to try and solve it on my own. But yeah, I, I would eventually at some point, I'll be like, right, go on then, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I, I usually feel that also that time pressure because I play those games to review them. So I need to write about True. them and I do yeah. not want to, I, I do not have the time to be stuck on them for months. So mm. um, uh, just, okay. I, like I, I resist them, just like you said, until I get to a point, usually like 15 to 20 minutes later <laughs> when I'm like, mm. yeah, you know what? I'll just look this this bit up. And then I look it up and I try not to, I try to only look that bit up because I really want to experience and discover everything myself. But I just look that bit up, and then I can, and then I continue to uh, to work. But it's, it's a, uh, I, I do consider a walkthrough something different than a strategy guide, because a strategy guide yes. is really is really preparing you on how to play the game, while a walkthrough basically right, yeah. spoils. And, and, that is true. Yeah. In a way, spoils the game. Well, I would I've, say a stra- yeah, a strategy guide is probably both. It, it tells you what's what's coming up. It can be both. Yeah, it can be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I've also seen a lot of uh, Twitch streamers who who were streaming retro adventure games like King's Quest and stuff. They're streaming, but they're streaming with a walkthrough. Yeah, I mean that's really the only way you can play those, especially older Sierra games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people you don't can die. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so then I guess the next question is, what can game developers do to avoid to ensure we we don't use walkthroughs? We don't have to quit the game and look for a walkthrough because again, there are games still that have, or, sh- or should they still have challenging puzzles? So, uh, you know, some examples like even last year, Virtuverse was released, which was old school. It had uh, very challenging puzzles. Uh, even the the hand uh, of sorry, glory. Uh, Virtuaverse, which is oh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough game, yeah. And uh, the Hand of Glory overall wasn't the most difficult game, but it had some very difficult puzzles as well in it. Um, that the three of us got stuck in the exact same places. Well, if that happens, if that if if, if that happens, then that usually means, and then I think the the well, if you can call it a fault, the fault is with mm. the puzzle because right. If if multiple people get stuck on that uh, from from like completely different one people, then then there's probably something not completely uh, explained well enough. Right. Yeah. 
I would agree with that. I think it, you know, you need to be able to, I think this is the issue, of course, developers get lost into their own world and to them it makes perfect sense. Mm, yeah. It's got to make, and that's where playtesting probably can help quite a lot if you, if you're able to afford it. I know probably <laughs> a lot of indie developers can't, but you know, getting other people to play your game before it's released, then you can see is what you thought was obvious, uh, obvious to other people as well. Or maybe not just hardcore adventure game players to test your games. I'm guessing yeah, for games like Virtuverse yeah. and the Hand of Glory, the game. yeah, they had more or less hardcore adventure game players playing, and they were fine with those puzzles. They were fine with the puzzles. And again, I must say that people really enjoy. And we kind of overall like Virtuverse and I Hand think of Glory. Difficulty is so hard to know. Difficulty, isn't it? Really hard to know. So. Uh, so we put it to uh, our yes. people in Discord and they came up with some now. I don't think we have time to read out all of the answers that they gave because they're... No, they were, uh, they were quite they were passionate in their, but, in their answers here. Yeah. But, uh, there were some really good answers. Um, so uh, Dustflower, uh, he gave the example of Rusty Lake. He said yes. with Rusty Lake uh, in their Cubes Escape series that they link to their own video walkthroughs. Yeah, in the Tiny game. Room Stories does that as well. Yes, that I is, that is mentioned And I like that. Well. I like that. That's, I think that's a good way of doing now, it. Because... But Tiny Room Stories is interesting because I got stuck on different puzzles that you got stuck on when you played it. Yeah. So that means that that's actually, I think, a sign of a, of, of a somewhat balanced game because that means that all the puzzles are probably from the same difficulty, but it just depends on the person mm, on which yeah. puzzles exactly. it relates to or not. Now, I believe there's somebody else. I believe it might. Well, we finally found out uh, the name of <laughs> St- Stribble's Ditch, which is actually Starbelly Sneech from Dr. Zeus, he mentioned. Yep. So thank you, Starbelly Sneech. Uh, he mentioned as well that he he didn't want full walk. It could be him. It could be someone else. Apologies, we get the name. I believe it was him. That he didn't want uh, full walkthroughs in the games himself because, like we mentioned, he, we don't, he didn't want it to be spoiled. So he would prefer, he said, some more hints. Um, rather uh, than the full um, the full walkthrough or the full solution. Now, what mm, he said, bit, he's bit doing... like Beyond the Steel Sky, maybe. Yeah, so or... I, I think what Beyond the Steel Sky did was perfect, that it had the hint system in the main menu, and it built up... The, first, it's a very vague general hint. You have to wait for a few... About 30 seconds, I believe, to get, you know, more um, direct hint. And then you get like three or four, and eventually they give you the solution. But yeah. you can figure out usually on your own without being given the full solution. Now, what Star? I like that system a lot. Yeah, yeah same. I, th- I think that's the best one personally because you can choose whether you want to go to full solution or whether you just want to, you know, how if you want to use it first of all. And usually, like when I if when I used it. Uh, the few times that I did use that hint system, after the first or sometimes the second one, I was like, oh yeah, now I know where to go. Yeah, now exactly. I know. Uh, what Starbelly Sneech said is that in his game, The Frog, which is available to wishlist on Steam, uh, that he is uh, giving different solutions. So there's one easier solution and one uh, more difficult, more challenging solution. So people can replay, replay it and I believe you get more points or something for the more challenging solution. Multiple so, solutions to a to an issue, to a problem. Yeah, yeah which I'm, I'm guessing is kind of hard for developers to implement. It might not be for everybody, but that's what he's doing. Uh, both uh, Rotom, Iren, and Kieran on our uh, Discord as well mentioned that they would like UHS, like uh, the Universal Help System. Hints, which, which I had never heard of. I'm just shocked, Thomas. I you've know. never heard of this. I had never but there heard you of go. It. Which is basically kind of what like the, the hint system you described God. there. It, it's yeah. a system of hints. Not, not. It doesn't say you know, pick up this and use it with this. It says, what could you use this with? It gives you like a hint, and then you go, mm, I don't know. And then where might you be able to find that kind of, and so on and so on for? I really love this kind of system. I really mm. wish. I mean, there is the website, the UHS Hints website, um, and which I never really used unless I was basically searching for help for a game, and then it would just pop up with UHS, and I'd be like, oh, yes, this is exactly what I want. But I think it's for, I mean, it's got a lot of Nancy Drews, it's got all the Monkey Islands and that kind of stuff, but I don't know if it's got as many modern games. Mm. I wish they just did 
because the the other thing I find about walkthroughs now is that there's very few written ones. They're, yeah, they're all, all let's video. plays, and then you have to yeah, let's plays takes... for walkthroughs, which are videos for adventure games, are so difficult because how are you supposed to find out where a player is at? It's so easy on like FPSs or something to be able to tell that, but in adventure games, you mm. have to search to be like, okay, what what have they got in their inventory? You have to watch the whole video, and sometimes it could be hours, but like because you have to wait for a little screen bit where it flashes up. They're looking in the inventory and you can see where they're up to because obviously with adventure games you can do things yeah. in different orders so it, there's no like linear way most of the time there's like a bit of line- linearity but yeah I just I really wish more people and I could understand why they don't do it because it takes a long long time oh, yeah. and power to all the people on game FAQs and all those kind of things that I used to use Um I also used to I used game FAQs and I used to use like a, a forum called uh, Game Talk I would go on oh game talk every game had its own forum and you could go on there and be like i'm stuck at this point and it had moderators and they would say oh do you want to this that was my version of of the uh going into a library and copying down (laughs) i have uh now 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 a lot of the games have discord channels and uh, i've been in a few discord channels where i just went went to to, like uh for i I remember something for nairi where i got stuck which is not a difficult game, but somehow I got completely stuck in there. And I just went into the Discord channel and I asked the, the devs, say, hey, this is happening. What is this? You have to do this. And it was just something that I completely missed. Yeah. And, uh, you could, yeah, I, I think it's, it, it is pretty cool to, uh, to ask the devs directly and on Twitter as well. Um, with one of the games I with, uh, Encodia, where I ran into, uh, into something where I just asked the devs and they, they gave me a hint. And not even like the set you have to do this. Now they gave me a hint, and that that put me on the right yeah, track again. Exactly. Yeah. So now nowadays you can contact usually the developers directly, which is uh, uh, really good. Which I have done as well. Like I and there is uh, there there is one game which I hope to I hope to review these games at some point. But uh, Cameo CCTV, and I was stuck on that game. But I contacted the developer. I said, "Look, this is where I am in the game." Uh, can you help me? And he did, and I was able to finish the game. Another game I played, Dragon Audit, which is basically like um, not a walking simulator, but visual novel type. The puzzles are usually very, very easy in this. There's not many puzzles, but one of the few puzzles in it, I was completely and utterly stuck. As in, I had no idea to even begin. It was um, a lock puzzle. You had to figure out the code, a combination code to open the puzzle, and it was with symbols. And usually with puzzles, I can start them. I can figure out kind of the logic behind them, and I can... I might need to walk through then to finish it, but I can usually say, oh yes, that's where the puzzle was going, is on the right track. This one, I had no idea how to even begin. And so I had to use a video walkthrough as the only one available. And that person was also stuck on that. And he just brute forced his way through that puzzle from what I saw. And I was like, wow, this was, you know, so only for that video walkthrough, I would not have uh, been able to finish the game, which is a shame because I ended up really enjoying it. But do, do you know how many adventure games I have never finished in the in the eighties and nineties because I bet, yeah. didn't know exactly. how to finish them? Yeah. But this this was an issue because again, reading that book from Sean Mills, that Ken Williams realized that not a lot of people were finishing the games because of this reason. And so I believe for one of the Larrys, I think it was Leisure Suit Larry Five, that they wanted to make the game easier. So they made the game easier, but then it didn't sell very well. The people were like, oh no, we don't want it to be too easy, but we want it, you know, we want some kind of, and I believe they had some hints. Of what, Le- what Al Lowe mentioned in the book is he had hints in the game, but you, I think you have sort of like a power up or coin that you use, but you're kind of punished, quote unquote, if you use hints. So, so do, do we think that games should include a version of, uh, hints in the game or well, old, do old anything school, else or? Old school adventure games, you could, like the text adventure, you could just type help and it right. would often give you a hint. But I yeah. like, I like what, um, uh, I think what Kieran says here is when characters are saying things which are hints. That put yes. your thinking on the right oh, track. Oh, that helps as well. Yeah, I think yes. that that is a form of hint system or like a UHS kind of bits of hints. Uh, any of those I'd be up for. I agree that I kind of prefer. I, I just want to, one thing I will say though is with there is no game, that went too far. The narrator mm. was giving you hints right. all you the time. Right, you can go the other way. <laughs> and it was too quick. And it was like, you, do, you need to time the hints because it was like, I know what I need to do. You don't need to tell me. And that got me annoyed. Whereas I think, yeah, with some other games, if the character is after a while going, hmm, maybe I need to do this. 
is so you know implying something yeah, or, or if you can ask your companion like for, yes uh, for that's hint. good yeah. yes that's uh so in um a plague tale uh, not an adventure game but kind of like action adventure that's the, the puzzles are generally speaking easy enough in that game but what the character does as well if you're trying to figure out a puzzle and the game sees that you can't be still on it, the character would, would then say something like, oh, maybe we should focus here. Maybe we need to turn the light here or start here or something like mm-hmm. that. And Life is Strange as well. Again, Life is Strange, not the most challenging game, but they did that as well. Uh, but I do agree. I think something like Beyond the Steel Sky, I mean, that was just perfect. Um, another thing I liked was in Inspector Waffles, when you could call your mother in the game. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> I really uh, so liked that, that. That was really natural and authentic. It doesn't take you out of the game looking it, for him. It fit like, in um, the game and it fit for the character. Yes, that it fit for the character because she was also um, a retired detective. So if he got stuck, he would then call the option to call your mother. Didn't, and didn't she, um, Sherlock Holmes do that with Mycroft? Yes, he would call Mycroft. Uh, he would ask Mycroft for help. The final thing I say, I forget the name of this game. I reviewed it before, kind of like a visual novel-esque game. Uh, it was the kind of fantasy game that I played last year. And whenever there were a few puzzles, you had the choice of how challenging, how difficult you wanted the puzzle. So you could choose to skip the puzzle, you could have the puzzle be easy, or you could have it to be more challenging. Now, I chose more challenging because I wanted a challenge in the game. At that stage, there weren't many puzzles, so I chose for the more challenge in the, um, uh, in the That's game. That's an interesting concept because that would also mm. create a replayability. Like if mm. you have three difficulties, you could first play it at, at normal or easy and then play it at hard to see if that gives it a different uh, different challenge. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a bit... Well, it's like with, they did that with the Curse of Monkey Island. At the beginning, mm. you could decide to go for the easy or the harder. And the harder, there were new puzzles and there were um, some extra things you had to do for some of the puzzles to get to the solution. Like some of the items weren't readily available to pick up so you had to go and do other things to get them um and i think i think more sh- uh, games should think about doing that i mean obviously it's more work but mm. um it's the same overall story but there's just little extra things if people like you say do want to replay um it makes the game a little bit longer but otherwise if you just want to play the story maybe you don't want all the extra puzzles and you can choose the other option in the end you play the game the way you want to play it and don't feel ashamed whatever people might say <laughs> <laughs> um so so thank you to everyone. So thank you again to yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, let, let's 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 name them for a bit. Dustflower, Ingo, Warnke, Rotem, Eren, Kieran, uh, Lasergun FM, and Snarbelly Snitch. Snarbelly Snitch. Yes. <laughs> thank you for your <laughs> thank you for your amazingly uh, and Lasergun. Sorry, yes, Lasergun FM him. also. Did he mention? Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, he, is, um, he is one one thing that he mentioned that I would like to used to close off this it's like the game took me months to solve some puzzles but once i completed it i was so happy with the game and myself now yes. that is a feeling i completely understand because Definitely. i i still have that at 44 years old that i had that i had at 14 <laughs> and by the way laser when i was saying that people you know were snobbish i don't mean you <laughs> you, were, yeah. you were nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's not we we weren't talking about you yeah, yeah no this is more on facebook nice. where people were mocking other people for using walkthroughs which really did not stand well with me so if but if people if there are any topics that people would like us to discuss, uh, please let us know. People can get in touch with us. We have Discord, which is where we put the topics. So again, links will be in the show notes. There's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. We're also on Patreon if people would like to help us out. We're an independent podcast. Um, so uh, you can help us out if you wish uh, to help us pay the bills, like the domain and the website and everything else uh, if you so wish to help keep the podcast going and to improve the podcast you will get some extra so you'll get every episode uh, at least 24 hours early and i do hope to start uh uploading the extra interviews that i did or that we did sometimes the three of us did at adventure x back in 2019 uh so to upload those interviews because they're really fun interviews with some game developers uh some really interesting games uh, that I will be uploading only on Patreon. And there's some spoiler interviews that I did with people like James Dearden for Techno Babylon with the developers of Interrogation with Agassin Cordes but Scratches and other games as well that you can hear. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. Now, if you can't do that, that's no problem, but people can also uh, leave a review, leave a quick review on uh, Apple Podcasts or 
uh, anywhere else as well, there is a link in the show notes. So ratethispodcast.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. And that would bring you to the places where you can leave a review. Uh, that would really help us, by the way. It really help us with visibility. So uh, if people enjoy this podcast, it would be a great way to help us. So, uh, do you guys know what tier up? So, Thomas, we know you're playing Subnautica. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also started yesterday um, on um, of Bird and Cage, which is uh, oh yes, uh, an adventure game um, that you sent us. Yeah, very heavily oh, based yeah. on music. I am reviewing it's like an that album, one. Playable album, basically. Mm. I it? think so, but I only played like two minutes because then Eurovision started, and I had to go do some snarky remarks. So uh, <laughs> had to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that this weekend. I hope. Um, okay. Probably well, after the Eurovision final. I only want to know because we're recording this on Friday. So yes. after the semifinals, before the Eurovision final. So Laura, <laughs> who do you yeah. think is going to win? Oh, good question. Uh, I think it's probably going to be italy but it's very close this year i think there's about three or four different people it could be could also possibly be malta but i think italy might just get it and if people want to hear more about your views on eurovision <laughs> where can they do that <laughs> on my podcast nulpoir and n-u-l-p-o-i-n-t-s because you, you had a special guest i believe on your podcast that's right we just interviewed katrina from katrina and the waves who yeah. was the last person to win the eurovision for the uk and the, she was lovely yeah you were walking on sunshine i, I was indeed <laughs> yes <laughs> yes what was that the song which you with which she won she won with Love Shine a Light. Oh, yes. Really nice which is really song. good. I really like yeah. it. And actually, this I haven't heard a full song yet, but from the little bit that they showed at the semi-final, the UK song seems to be quite catchy, seems to be decent. It's okay. It's not okay. going to do You're that well. <laughs> It's going to still be in the 20s, I think. I think but, it's, yeah. uh, it was quite... Anyway, this is... But anyway, this if, is going If you're on. interested in that, yes. go to the, my podcast. All, all Sorry. I know is that Ireland were robbed. Uh, we should be winning the Eurovision. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we were up too. Why are we not in the <laughs> final? Oh, sorry, we organize it this year. Yes, yeah, you're, yeah. you are in the final. Anyway, yes, no, what, what adventure games are you playing? Do you know what? I games? do, but I can't really talk about oh. it. I am playing a game. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. That I can't. I've looked, and it comes out after this comes out. All I'll say it's it's a game I'm enjoying. It's a game by a a, a well known UK uh, studio, but I am not allowed to talk about it, and that's all I. <laughs> I can say oh that's a sh- I, I know exactly i hate it when you when you drop <laughs> hints like that and you just you're, you're teasing and you're I oh i'm enjoying it so much but i can't I tell know, you why in, in this case I, I can confirm it's not laura's uh faults um this... yeah I've, they've been told i can that, that they um, don't want anyone and genuinely today i just i googled the name and the studio and there is nothing about this game anywhere <laughs> They do not want people to know about this game. I don't really understand. I won't go into it anyway, but I yeah, don't... we can I talk about it next yeah. time. Um, we'll talk about it next time. Get yeah. ready for it, because it's, uh, it's I hope, I hope to, play, to be playing that myself. Um, I don't know what game I'll be playing. I mean, I still have... i hopefully be reviewing some other games that I have played maybe next week. Um, maybe Dragon Audit or... Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see in two weeks uh, yeah. or whenever yeah, we... Who knows? ...do as well, um, the next time that we record. And uh, yeah, because also Cloudpunk DLC is coming out, which I want to play. That's coming to twenty fifth of, of May as well. We're, we are oh. we are still playing. It takes two. Yes, we. As am I. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's uh, it's a very <laughs> long game. That I'm is. I'm on the last two hours, I think. Oh well done. We need to play hours. that again. We <laughs> yeah. need to play that again. <laughs> oh <Tom>. my god! <laughs> <laughs> we need to hurry up then. So anyway, I think that's it for this week. I think that's enough waffle. <laughs> uh so uh thank you as always guys and so we'll be here well whenever uh the next time we'll be talking about the two games or we'll be in two weeks we'll be talking about uh laura talking about her mystery game that she can't talk about uh thomas will be hopefully talking about an adventure game <laughs> and, and i will see what what game i'll be talking about so that is it for this week so take care everyone and hope everyone is well so until next time keep thank on you. questing bye Thank mm-hmm. you.